Hello. Um, I wanted to talk today about the book of Hebrews. Um, I have been studying this book um, for the last um, 13 days or so, because there's 13 chapters, and I mostly did a chapter a day. Uh, I'd encourage you to read through the book of uh, Hebrews, of course, the Bible in general, but um, if you wanted to listen to this podcast um, episode, um, I'd encourage you to take a deeper dive for yourself. Uh, Last time I recorded, I was talking about church struggles, and so I've just been really wanting to um, just understand more about my frustrations and my own sin struggles and um, the issues that are causing such uh, heart um, obstacles, really. And so um, Hebrews was the book that I was drawn to study, um, and I just finished it a couple days ago and thought I'd share on that. So I'm just going to give a couple highlights of um, maybe one little tiny thing that stood out for me from each chapter. Um, so for the for chapter one, it talks about how Jesus is superior um, above the angels. And in my Bible commentary, um, this book was written to the Hebrews. And so in that context, he was trying to explain to those believers what exactly, um, in their, from their worldview, from their faith perspective, he wanted to get across, um, a lot of these things that he's talking about here. Um, so that's what I learned, Um, and to go to chapter two, um, I watched the film, the Jesus revolution. Um, I'm not sure if you've gotten a chance to watch that. Um, it was very, very emotional, uh, moving for me. And, um, that's another resource I would encourage you to take a look at, um, especially with everything that I've been really struggling with with church. It was really touching to just see this movement and how a church grew out of it and um, how they were really just wanting so passionately to honor God. And sometimes our honoring of God, I mean, you know, when the Bible talks about the road is narrow, we can really, the more we walk along our faith, the more we can really see that, like how narrow it is, because it's such a a balance. It's holding two things that seeming are seemingly contradictory and putting them in right balance, because it's not like the two things are like mutually exclusive. It is this and it is that. So in that movie, one thing that you see is some of the believers who were hesitant um, to know if this was a move of God or not is because uh, because of their love for truth and the Lord and Scripture, you know, they were seeking, um, you know, Lord, is this right? Should we trust this move of yours? And 
that's something we can all do whenever we're faced with um, confusion is to really press in, press into the Lord. Um, and I love how the three main characters um, who were based on real life, um, real life individuals, how each of them were given a very unique ministry. Uh, it was beautiful to see how each each man who was going to lead uh, a church or part of the movement, their um, their ministry and their own personal style of delivering the gospel was a little different. Um, and I think that's something that I'm coming to understand with um, the church struggles is that if the church is in line with the truth, um, the style may be different, but the most important thing is that they are pursuing truth and godliness. The other stuff is secondary. Um, so that was something that I watched um, while I was reading Hebrews 2 and 3. And in Hebrews 2 and 3, um, one thing I highlighted excuse me, was disobedience and disbelief will set me back. So if those are things that you struggle with, and I'm sure we all do, (laughs) we all struggle at some point with some form of disobedience and some form of disbelief. So um, as it starts in chapter two, we must pay more careful attention. Uh, we, We should be on guard and we should be paying close attention um, also to, to the struggles that we're having, what we need to press into that and process the, that struggle with the Lord. Um, chapter four of Hebrews, God's word is living and active, and we have accessibility to the throne of grace. We can receive mercy. The word tells us his mercies are new every morning, and that's really awesome news because sometimes we need a reset um, every day Um, and in most cases for me sometimes I feel like I need a reset uh, multiple times of the day Um, Hebrews 5 um, I highlighted the thing that stuck out to me in that chapter was to train myself Um, yeah and I wanted to also mention as a bigger concept, um, train, what does that mean? Train myself. So there's this, again, that, uh, that balance. So it's not about works, right? But then often we see that we feel like there's something that we need to do in our faith. So which is it? It's not about us or it is about us. It is, I mean, it is what we do or is it not what we do. So it's it's both, right? Because what we do have to do is fight for our faith, fight for our um, the Holy Spirit in us to become louder than our own thoughts or the world's thoughts. So there is an element of that, those concepts the Bible talks about, perseverance, pressing on, pressing in, um, is that something we have to do? What do we do? Well, we really have to fight for surrender. <laughs> it seems like they are opposite of each other, but we have to continually 
uh, fight with our own selves to not pick back up that control. Um, so that's, you know, Hebrews 5, train yourself. So it's a training, it's a discipline to every day, moment by moment, um, to choose to surrender our will, to not give in to our flesh. If we're going to have an argument with someone, are we willing to lay that down to not worry about being right? Are we willing to do that? Um, there's so many little examples in our day-to-day life where we have to really say, no, I, I, choose, I choose to surrender what I want, how I want to react, what I want to do, the temptations that come my way. So th- those are all things that it's not really what we accomplish or works that we can do, but it is our constant surrendering to the Holy Spirit that we have been given. Um, moving on to Hebrews 6, um, I must be diligent and not fall lazy in my faith. It's just reaffirming that same um, that same idea. Um, so it's not what we can do, but at the same time, we have to press in. Can't fall lazy. We have to be on guard. We have to train ourselves. Um, chapter 7. Um, God has no beginning or end. Um, I wrote in my notes, Lord, my mind is prone to wander, and so am I in general. <laughs> uh, my inmost thoughts can be ugly, so keep me in your holiness. Um, Hebrews 8, Lord is my defender, my protector, author of my life, writer of my story. I am at your mercy. You will do as you wish. We can't control God. Um, Yes, that's uh, something I listened to recently in another Beth Moore um, Bible study that she said sometimes um, we think that if we um, just act like perfect little angels, well, I'm paraphrasing what she says, but if we try to act like perfect little angels that we can manipulate God um, into, you know, being good and kind to us and that we won't be reprimanded, but there's still humility in we're not we're not choosing to um, honor God and surrender our control just so that we can have this nice cushy life, but we're alive because he has works for us to do. Um, and so there's still further surrendering. We can't control him. We're at his mercy. He has um, written our story. He's writing our story and um, if we truly want to be his followers, we need to surrender to that. I humbly thank you today for your choice to spare me, my life, or my family, if that is what you choose. May we serve you each and every moment. This life is a shadow of heaven. God's ways remain forever and always. So because this podcast is about um, mental health and our emotions and uh, all the journeys that I've been on with my emotional well-being, um, I recognize a lot of times, like even today when I'm, I was having a morning of struggle and really trying to figure out why is the heaviness on me today, um, I have to keep surrendering my 
um, emotions, my well-being, my mental health. I have to keep surrendering that because it's it's a struggle for me until he, uh, if he chooses to take that struggle off of me, um, praise God. Um, I don't want to hold on to it either and say that this is part of me for life. Um, he will he will use it for good for as long as he has me dealing with it. Um, but in the meantime, I need to lay that down constantly. Um, and I need to understand that when I feel that there's a deep sadness to understand that there's so much more and that this life is just a shadow. Um, moving on to Hebrews 9. Uh, this day I have Hebrews 9 and 10 together. I'm talking about the holy place and the most holy place. There's In Hebrews there was um, talk about um, the priesthood and how the Lord is, is our priest. Um, and so this kind of just goes in more to more detail about that priesthood and how Jesus is our priest. Um, God puts his laws in my heart and writes them on my mind. We have a better and lasting, we have better and lasting possessions in Christ and in um, our faith. Help me, Lord. Only you can help me not shrink back and be destroyed. Um, when life seems too big to handle, we need to ask for help not to shrink back and be destroyed. Because especially when we have mental health challenges, it can all just seem so overwhelming. And we need to persevere in that. Hebrews 11 Without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is the famous chapter about faith um, and all the inspiring, courageous, true stories of the Bible greats um, of the Old Testament. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Job, Joseph, Moses, Rahab. Um, a stranger in a foreign country god has called me to this yes i one of my biggest sadnesses that i deal with off and on is this longing to find home and i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this in another episode because this is something i struggle with but um i just have this need to find home and and i often feel so discontented when discontented is that right? Discontented? Um, well, I just always am searching like maybe we should move again. Maybe God's calling us somewhere else. Um, it's really a struggle to feel home anywhere. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just move back to uh, quote unquote home. But I know the Lord has called me to understand that there is one home um, and that's in the life to come. Um I'm going to read that spot um, if I can find it. Uh, let's see. So this is chapter 11 and um, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city 
with foundations whose architect and builder is God. That was very, um, that really stuck out to me because that's something that God called our family to. And I have felt like a stranger in a foreign land (laughs) ever since I chose to obey God's call for that. And it has been often very painful, very isolating, very lonely. And I have often asked God why. Um, But there is treasure to understand that there is no, um, this is not our permanent home. And while that can seem somewhat um, like a downer, it should make us really encouraged to just enjoy the the days that we are given as a gift because this isn't permanent and there's something much more um, spectacular beyond our imagination to be in the presence of God, to be in his city, um, the city he designed as perfection. Um, continuing uh, forward in chapter 11, I just want to read more of this. Chapter 13, all these people talking about the this faith chapter, the people he mentioned. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Um, Ending with verse 39 of that chapter, These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised on this side of eternity. I add, God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Um, continuing in chapter 12, um, sin easily entangles us. That's a good thing to remember. When I am tempted to lose heart, think of what Jesus went through and did. Pick up the gift of perseverance. Perseverance is a gift of the Holy Spirit and we can um, press into that. I have not resist. I have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood as Jesus did. He was able to do that. Um, so that is something we, um, I don't think any of us, maybe there, I'm sure there might be someone in the history of humanity who was able to resist to the point of shedding blood. Um, perhaps martyrs is what comes to mind. But I know I have not done that. I have not yet resisted temptations to the point of shedding blood. So um, I need to set my sight on on the Lord when things feel pressing and overwhelming and too difficult to bear. If I want the harvest of righteousness, which I do, and perhaps you do too, then I must accept God's discipline and endure hardship in this life. I must work for peace. There's that um, seemingly contradictory thing again, right? Because peace is like something we don't, it's like we think it's just like, Just relax and you'll receive peace. (laughs) But here it says, I must work for peace and to be holy. How? 
by what we discussed earlier, by surrendering control um, and continually um, not wanting to pick that back up for ourselves. Um, Then lastly, in Hebrews 13, um, it mentions that again, a city to come. God promises to never leave us and to never forsake us. That's um, chapter 13 and verse 5, the second part of verse 5. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in that verse 14 is where it says, um, we are looking for a city that is to come. That's what we're longing for in our souls, even if we're not um, cognizant or fully conscious of that. That is the yearning that we have. Um, So that is um, my walking through Hebrews chapters 1 through 13 um, over the last couple weeks. I am going to read through, I believe, Ecclesiastes next. I like to go back and forth between old and new. Um, I definitely want to study Acts very soon. Um, I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Um, Just reminding you in your mental health struggles, in your um, emotional well-being, to just tap into that Holy Spirit gift of perseverance and doing the work of surrender that is our part of it opening to receiving his grace the work of the holy spirit in us and um, i just pray for you today that you are able to withstand the temptation um, to give into into flesh and I pray that the Holy Spirit would be become greater in you than any voice of this world, of the people around you, of of your own self, if those are negative or uh, lies that you're believing. So I pray for you today, and um, and until next time. Thank you so much for uh, listening and going on this journey with me. Bye bye for now.